0: Oh my goodness, it's been a minute. Welcome to Above Board with Candorpath with John, Matt, and Rich. We are so excited, if I am not mistaken, this is a centennial celebration. Wait, it's is a big it centennial is Centennial a hundred? I, I was gonna go with the flow, it's but it's how 100. I feel <laughs> on the inside and look on the outside. <laughs> is my centennial right We've now
1: we just
2: met up to a bunch of biometric testing and his age is 100 actually you know,
0: i did i did a, i did that and it said that my biometric age was 39 which was very that's, impressive it's amazing i know i'm making that up that never happened oh welcome to our 100th episode of above board with candor Path, where we're going to do a look back whoosh, and we're going to talk about a couple of things that we talked about this year that was significant to us. We we all came together in a previous podcast and talked about our year, a year of yes, a year of no, and being present. So That was representative of the three of us. If I remember correctly, John was the year of no, he's,
2: he's just looking at me. I'm, I'm letting you, I'm gonna make you fight. I'm going to make you fight through this. Yeah, no, mine was so we did three separate Wait. episodes. Mine was the year of no.
0: Yeah, so I got it right. And Matt
1: was and the year Matt of yes. taking
2: the opposing view was the year of yes. But and just then. to shed light on that, it wasn't that I was going to say no to everything. And he was well, no, you were going to say yes to everything.
1: Matt. I was going to say yes to everything. Yes,
2: and mine was putting myself in uncomfortable situations where people would
0: reject me. Which, Which is I pretty, did, you're I did, hard to reject because you're so damn cute. And <laughs>
1: yeah. then mine but was, yours not was a year of
0: awareness. Awareness, not presence. Awareness, presence, kind of same. By the way, thing. I just want to point out, I am wearing Above Board with Candor Path swag. I don't know, but for the clients of Above Board with Candor Path and also us that are part of it, th- this is nice, bro. Like this is honestly the first time I've worn it because I wanted to save it for a podcast. This is a nice shirt. Like this. Looking sharp. Yes. Looking sharp. I love it. So yes, yeah, so let's start with yes because we should always lead with yes. I already you know the answer to some of these questions, but as I tell my kids, I never ask a question I don't already know the answer to. John, how was it? Your year of yes.
2: That wasn't me, that was Matt. Matt, <laughs> Matt what was your what was what was saying yes Joe, to everything Joe, I asked you to do? So here, so Joe Rogan,
0: much, I am
1: not. Joe Rogan, I am not. So Matt, very sorry. much yes, very much like my gym membership that starts off really really strong on <laughs> January first and second and third, and then just like slowly trails off all the way till like mid February. So did my year of yes. And I'm saying this because I know my family will be listening to this. And where I think I went wrong was both of my boys happened to listen to that episode in the car on our way to school. And when I say they exploited the living (laughs) hell out of the year of yes for me, it actually turned me around very quickly because there was a lot of, well, but daddy, you said it's the year of yes to some very, very unreasonable requests. An example would be? Mostly had to do with dessert uh, where <laughs> I'm trying to keep everyone <laughs> healthy and maintaining a balance. And they they really they really exploited my year of yes. But, I have to support that. I have to support that. But yeah, the
2: spirit it, of it, was there anything that you put – was there a situation you put yourself in that you otherwise wouldn't have? Because the spirit of it wasn't so much like I just know one. eating I the know kid's skittles. Yeah. I
1: know well, I'm actually worried. What yeah, you me too. Say? Actually, I, I think I think it was agreeing to uh, work with Don and I on our finances. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> was one of them, <laughs> John. What was yours? Because I need to I need to know that before I give my answer.
2: Well, mine was just a my, mine in the spirit of honesty. Mine was just a year of of experiencing. Like failure with this whole year of no thing. Not not that I. There were my goal was to seek out 100 rejections, and I think the high point or one of the really cool ones. If you guys remember when we talked about this, yeah, it, it was an excerpt from a book written by Alan Stein Jr. And yes. it was kind of this 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 comedian's pursuit that he was writing about and her journey of of experiencing 100 rejections yes. and toughening her skin, but then also like. Finding that, gosh, when you put yourself in these situations enough, like someone will say yes and it'll lead to kind of cool opportunity. And so one of the highlights of this was I actually asked Alan Stein. Like I reached out to him and I said, hey, Alan, you know, this was the impetus for a podcast we did and kind of this journey I'm pursuing. And he was, at first, he was a little more reserved and guarded. But then after like a couple of interactions, he's like, I'll come on your show. Mm -hmm. So he came on our show in the middle of the year and we got to talk with him so that was pretty cool. how was, that that was my, how
1: was that so that was yours you jumped in front of me john
2: you asked me what mine was didn't you
1: yes he no, did it was my
2: yeah, you did. No, you I, I said, what was, what was yours.
1: yours? You you said you knew what one of my yeses were. Oh, That's what I thought it was. I us, thought so. you meant, oh, like, John, go first. I need a second to think. So That's no, what I, I thought, have, too. Okay.
2: Rich, you and I are on the same page. You're we a felt poor communicator. This, felt maybe, felt maybe,
0: next, maybe this year, year can be a year of learning how to communicate <laughs> We clearly. are
1: out of sync, the three. Look at us not, like, <laughs> we fumbling are just through just this, this one. a minute. Spent we're even Backstreet Boys. I'll hand it over to John. I think I think one like of mine, and there were many – Opportunities that came my way that I was would have said no to. One is it's a really interesting one. It's getting to know my neighbors better,
0: right? Cause it, you, it was
1: because you've been kind of a jerk about that. I was real jerky, and Word. I'm Ironically, and we're all your neighbor. <laughs> you are all my neighbors, but there's there's two of the fellas that that we that we've been hanging out with a little bit more. And and uh, at the beginning of the year, you guys were doing one of your never ending. I'm trying to improve myself and get myself better. Uh, competition. And uh, I think for – it was about 70 days, 75 days, 75 hard. I ended up walking with you guys at least two or three of the mornings during that. So a, a small little non-work element to it was, was getting to know my neighbors a little bit better and and putting myself out there and saying like I don't really feel like getting up at 5 a.m. to go for a walk. But like let's do that because I was asked. And I think even John exploited that a few times by saying like it's the year of yes. Oof. Work-wise, I, nothing really I think was – was paramount that kind of jumped up at me you know i i we had a really good year work-wise maybe it was just a mindset shift and that could have very well been one of the elements of of the year of yes was just shifting the mindset and maybe subconsciously moving forward with some things but there wasn't one single thing it was a real fun year was a fun exercise to have I, I don't have a new one for 2024, so I hope we're that was assi- the next question. We're going to you. We'll assign you I'm one. We'll sign you one. I'm done but, improving. I, yeah, I'm kind you're of done, done improving. improving. So. you reached your apex. <laughs> you
0: reached your apex. But, and by the way, for full clarification. <laughs> it's as good when, as it's going to get is, when is basically Matt, what I'm saying. Right. When Matt just said, you guys – in five a.m. walks. It was did he did not he trying to make it sound like it's me, but I did not participate in any of that self-improvement. <laughs> I did not participate in 75 Hard. I did not do any of that. So I don't want to take any credit. He's referring to another group of you guys because they know better than to ask me to do that because I, I well, won't because I'm jerk. Yeah. No. We I'm did not we
2: did have some fun private text messages between Wes and I where we tried to get we we just kept pushing the time sooner to see <laughs> Matt's no, did you really? <laughs> so, I, yeah, didn't I think notice. the earliest the earliest that was thrown out there that Matt finally said no to was like 3 30 AM. <laughs> cause what cause Wes gets up super early for work. And so like that's actually legitimate for him. He can get up and do that. No. And, and even I was like, Oh, oh man, we should have yes. Wes
1: on we
0: <laughs> should have Wes on the podcast for no other reason, other than he's just the he's funnier than all of us put together. And I think I'm pretty funny, but when we all hang out together, I'm actually sort of quieter than I normally am because he's just this other level of funny and he doesn't even realize it. So
1: we should have him on he's his whole entertainment value. So yeah. that was very the, well, the, well, I, I had yes. one last one, Rich. the yes. only last one that I had was, and I did kind of think of one that was related to work was to to work towards meeting with more clients outside of our office. So that was sort of if a client was like, hey, let's go grab lunch, or it was me saying, hey, let's do something just a little bit different and let's just get out of this officey environment or Zoom environment. Let's just go grab lunch and be around each other. So I think that presence, maybe and that even leads into what yours was rich, is is just being more present, more in the moment was what the attempt was that, that i tried to do so that's that's well, pretty cool it,
2: it, it just I, i'm just going to share something because i know you um well enough and i think i think the reason that you did it correct me if i'm wrong was was also because like a lot of times your default reaction to something is no like like hey hey you want to go do no i'm good no, no, <laughs> and, and if i'm not mistaken you right weren't you just trying yeah. to kind of get out of that cycle yes. of like i'm i don't want my first reaction to be no I'm going to force myself to say yes and then like maybe think obviously like unreasonable things like giving your kids like endless amounts of dessert you, the line d- d- is drawn somewhere but hopefully it maybe helped yeah. you kind of work towards like being a little more open minded to
1: stuff. Being more that was conscious the of, it. of it. Yeah, more yeah. conscious of it I think was was 100% the win. Do you think
0: John, do you think your first reaction to things is no?
1: Like generally like if Jackie says, "Oh, let's go
0: do this. Let's go out with this couple. Let's go let's have the like do you think are you a yes A more of a like right to the cool, yeah?
2: I don't know. I'm lukewarm to yes. I, I'm more yes than no most of the time. I, I think. I
0: think about this. I think I'm more no than yes. To be honest, I think I, th- I think I think it. But then I, I like my first reaction is probably no. I think I am a reluctant yes, but then I try to get out of it later.
2: <laughs> it's it's actually that's a hard question to answer because like I think I, I'm. Comparing myself to you guys in this conversation, and maybe like with Matt, I think I say yes more than he does, which was okay. part of his exercise was to, to say yes more. If okay. you ask Jackie, if you ask my wife, she like I I think I say no. In her mind, I say no to everything. It's like kids' birthday party, no thanks. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I'm, let's go. I'm tra- let's go shopping. Wh- nothing.
0: What What do you think? I What do you guys think? I am like your impression of me. Am I
1: a yes I, or no? I know that you're an introvert pretending to be an extrovert which i think is the three the common thread between the three of us so i'm gonna say you would shy away but if you do have to get yourself up for it you're gonna be there with bells on but you probably have to get yourself up to do whatever that yes thing is and you probably need to be mildly convinced of it i would assume
0: i think you're right on that i think that's it i think you nailed it i i think you got it i think that's right a full year later in your year of awareness, and you just learned
1: something about yourself today. Well,
0: and we'll get we'll get to. W- should we do me next, or should we go to jo- yeah. John? John kind of interrupted Johnny.
1: So let's go back to Johnny because I think the Allenstein Jr. was a really big one, and I I do think that there were a couple of other yes, yes moments, and and then we can get to Richie Can I just uh, tag on?
0: Technically, to that? I interrupted
2: you actually. Well, by, by and I'm going to
0: interrupt Johnny because I had a funny moment with Allenstein Jr. because he followed me on Instagram and we started chatting until I realized it was. The-
1: was a fake account (laughs) and it was not. (laughs) Oh yes.
0: And I was so mad because I was like, Oh look, he like, I wasn't even on the podcast, but he was so like into our podcast. He followed me. So then we start chatting and I'm like, thanks for being, thank you. You're welcome. And he's like, Hey, would you be interested in, in, you know, being in this group? And I'm like, Oh my God, this is really cool. And I tell John, John's like, that doesn't sound like him. So then I looked and I saw it was like allenstein underscore it was like a fake one which i should know because i've got about i showed my my kids there's we just counted on tiktok there's 74 fake the rich b
1: accounts uh, on tiktok i've which, seen that before yes one that of them is crazy to me one of his <laughs> one of his mine what? and i just spam everybody well, <laughs> someone,
2: someone did that for our company someone made fake what? Uh, a fake company page on social media for us and it's what I guess I never realized how common this is, it's very but I've common. seen that on yours too. I've seen just pages of other people. Like That's I can scroll for days. For you, so let's talk of, about
0: you. Like your year of of no.
2: Yeah, well, the, the, I think I started with like the win, when, and there are a lot of good wins there. What I will say where I came up short is. Probably somewhere in the middle of the year. Like I was tracking them for a while because I'm like, I need one hundred no's. Like you guys know me. Like when I set Mm -hmm. a goal, it's like like there's specificity to it, and I have there's like a I have to do it. And so somewhere towards the middle of the year, I was like, Forget this. I'm tired of tracking it. And life happened, and I think that was the hard thing. Was like on top of all the stuff you do, you know, you're raising kids, like we have a business, we're we're busy people, and then on top of all that stuff. Um, constantly like reaching out to people for them to say no to me. <laughs> like it was, it became, it became a, a lot of work. Like I noticed there were days where I'm like, I'm spending a lot of time doing this. And so it was really fruitful and it was cool while I did it. I, I'd say I probably did it for like the first half of the year and then just some life stuff happened to us. And you know, whatever. So, we've had like some crazy stuff these last few months with like surgeries inside the Oh my, my god, your last so.
0: your last two weeks it was like the biblical plagues of the Old Testament on your house. Like it wasn't even Like I was away on the road and Dawn's like, "I'm picking up the Kennedy's kids." they I'm like, "What why?" And she's like, "This happened, that happened, this happened." I'm like, "Oh my god." So like, you know, we were like raising your kids for <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. Is
1: that they built their house on an ancient burial ground. And so these are all of the ghosts coming up and just I'm whacking gonna, away at the Kennedy household. One I'm going to come another. over with
0: some holy water and some sage and take care of business. His walls
1: there. just bleed these days. It's just <laughs> blood dripping
2: all <laughs> Because the funny backstory is, for the people that don't know, like I, I moved this year, but I moved within the neighborhood. I like the neighborhood so much I stayed within our neighborhood. You got further and, away from us,
1: actually, is what he tried to do. It felt
2: like such a win. You know, it was like this great thing to celebrate it since is. we moved in this house there's been just a series of not fortunate things that have happened to us but i 2024 is a new year <laughs> no, 2024 is a new year and it's
0: upon us <laughs> listen it's it's great and we still and and the is cool paid up so that's a,
1: that's, good that's news. it
0: <laughs> so so well so do you feel like for both of you do you feel like it, it was an exercise that you're glad you undertook do you feel like it was underwhelming do you feel like you didn't give it your all. Do you feel, what, yeah.
1: what do you, what's your takeaway? I failed. Mine was a failure hundred percent, but okay. in all of life, I take my failures and I try to learn something from them. I think the awareness was, was a real big piece that I took away from it was that I do say no to a lot of things and try to train myself. It wasn't going to happen by stating it on a podcast and doing it for a week or two. Right. It, it's a mindset change. It's a lifestyle right. change that I'm still adjusting to. I do look towards opportunities. There was actually a few that John was like, I actually said yes to one thing, and I immediately told John, and John knows me besides my wife, probably the best. And he's like, Don't do this. It's not I ago. remember it, this conversation. It was an opportunity to be a part of like a like a, a business group of some sort. And it would have just spread me way too thin. But I was like, You're yes, I gotta do this. And he's like, Matt, well, I, I know you I, well. I, I know our business well. Do not do I this had, and I, I had to
0: agree with him on that because I think you selling Mary Kay would not have gone well. So I'm glad that, (laughs) I mean, the pink Cadillac and all would have been cool. But well, I think, you know what? Like I always tell my my downline. Yeah, exactly. I think like I always tell my kids, there's no losing, there's only learning. And so even when, even when you have, like you said, you know, you failed, I, I get it. Like you didn't achieve the originally intended goal, but you did achieve a series of a a, a bit of awareness and a bit of learning from it, which you actually walked away from better and different. So I would, I I would, I will vote up. I will say you didn't lose. I would say it didn't turn out the way you thought it would, but I think you got something from it still. That's how I, my impression.
2: We had, we had a guest on the show. His name is Mike Payton from uh, EOS, from entrepreneurial operating system. And he was actually part of my year of 100
1: Yeah,
2: And he, he has this cool, you know, phrase, which I'm sure you guys have all heard, but it's, they talk a lot about failing forward in their mm-hmm. organization. And I totally agree with that comment that you made rich. And it makes me think about the conversation I had with him where it's like, I could look back and actually be disappointed about maybe the second half of the year and my lack of pursuing these year of 100 knows, but life shifted a little bit. And I think maybe the one of the things that I've learned, and kind of segwaying into your like year of awareness that that you experienced, Rich, is like I'm so hard on myself when I don't achieve something, and I just had to let it go. I had to let it, like I like, and and there's part of me that wants to kind of do an adapted version of this next year because I really did have a lot of great traction with it, no pun intended, um, from the Mike Payton conversation. But like, I, you know, accepting that you've learned some stuff and like it's okay and you don't have to be perfect, man, that's actually a lot of our podcasts recently have been about like, perfectionism and how to yeah. cope with that. And
0: perfectionisms is dangerous. It's a da- it's a slippery slope and it's dangerous and hustle culture and, you know, just even you guys being as successful as you are. And, you know, I sit back and just in just an awe having watched your trajectory. I mean, I can remember Johnny sitting in his like seven-year-old infinity in front of my house and me coming out to get my mail and he's just sitting there. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you were like going through some paperwork for like a meeting and you were stressed out. And I think about that like little Johnny in his little infinity. And I think about all that you've achieved from then to now. And it's really not a very long period of time. And- it's a
2: really funny story. But by the way, when you say infinity, it sounds cool. But like you guys <laughs> no. all know that thing was a clunker. That it was eight years <laughs> old.
0: No, it was eight years old at the time. That and it thing was, was, it was a clunker. Luke still so inside today. of it. <laughs> My son still till today. He he knows like what kind of engine that had. And He's like, you know, really, if he would have worked on that, he we could have tuned it. It would have been really good. Like it was a goner. Would, it was a goner. But but I, I I honestly feel with all my heart that you know th- this concept of you know th- I think about like the Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena. You know what I mean? Like that that whole long quote, which I I should memorize it. I really should. I first heard it from Brene Brown, but. That whole idea of you know the the person sitting up in the in the stands criticizing the person in the arena doing the fight should just sit down and shut up you know and you both you know to me from from an outside looking in I I watch I watch you both I work with you both I I, you know had the pleasure of spending time with Matt on a professional basis and just my wife and I are just like blown away by how good you are at what you do and uh, you know watching Johnny do these like endless like. Things to to better himself, I don't know. I, I my hat is off to both of you because I, I really I I'm in awe of both of you, and and you guys are very inspiring to me. So I don't. Know. I'll well, just I think, give you that.
2: I think we had. I'll, I'll throw it back with a compliment because I think we had the most to learn from you in your year of awareness. And like interestingly, this whole conversation is is really about awareness. Like it's accepting what we did this year, what we didn't do this year, and learning from that. And so. Maybe talk to us a little bit about. Okay, I will. What did you did you really pursue this throughout yes. the year? Was this something that you were yes. actively Yes. Yes. What did that so, look like for you?
0: So, it looked like me going into therapy once a week and really yeah. investing in my mental health, which I never have. It was after losing my mom 2 years ago and it opened up a whole, I mean, I'll just be so TMI right now. It opened up a whole reservoir of things that I kept behind the dam and I realized in full exp- in in full transparency, which you know, it, and I apologize if this is TMI, but you know, I realized that my mental health was really bad, and I realized that the coping mechanisms that I've used for the last several decades were un- unraveling, and I found myself in a very bad place. And when we started talking about this idea of awareness, I realized that I could not be aware because I was too busy trying to survive. When you're trying to survive, it is a combination of awareness and a lack of awareness. You know, think about a person that's knocked off a boat. So, Matt, you're a boater. Your your boat's been, you know, you know, hit something and it's sinking and it's on fire and you're by yourself and there's a storm and you're in the water. You will both be hyper aware, but also in a panic because you're trying to survive, but you're not you're not, you're, you're hyper-focused on the moment, but you're also kind of scrambled. I don't know if this, that, that makes any sense, but that's how I felt. So a, I committed to this and I decided to go into therapy, which I, I, it's, which is really funny. And this is kind of an ironic thing. My therapist's office, when I walk up the stairs, I can see Matt's truck at his, at at the office at Canderpath because it's the office park right next to yours. And, and I, I can, thought the whole time you were
1: just like really creepy not, dude, and just yes, were just true. trying to follow me around at all times. I I did notice <laughs> your your car, your white car, a few times, and I just was wondering, I is, I are we te- too close? I think. Do you think times, we're closer than we are? I know. I think I even texted pictures of the parking
0: garage. Like look <laughs> look at me. I'm in. I'm I'm talking to my therapist. But anyway. So, sure, I doubled, I, I, sure. <laughs> so I doubled down on that. So I, I I went into therapy, which has been um a real deep and difficult. Um so I I have a funny sidebar story to tell for those of you that that have decided to take that 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 move and and talk to somebody. Um and I've shared this with my wife because it's been kind of interesting. And I asked my therapist who I who listens to this podcast if it's okay to share this, and she said, absolutely. But I had the last several therapy sessions she had to grab a box of tissues cuz she was crying and i go i go you know it's really messed up the last 3 therapy sessions we've had i've made you cry and i go aren't i supposed to be the one crying and she was like i'm sorry you know but but you know we talked a lot about the things that i've been through and and some stuff and and you know she also had a baby recently she said i'm really still emotional and i guess being a mom hearing these stories so that that was a, a a real commitment on my part to just double down on on that and it it has been life changing. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I I continued the journaling. The third thing is I created three habits for myself for awareness. One was to make eye contact and to put my hand on my mouth like this when my kids or my wife were talking because I want to immediately launch into advice. I want to immediately launch into, or I want to start thinking about the next thing that I have to do. So I would do the physical act of making eye contact and putting my fist kind of in front of my mouth as a physical um, block to force myself to be present. And I have not really talked about this with Don or my kids, But, um, Luke has said to me, I feel like when I talk to you, I'm the only person in the room, which was Mm -hmm. really uh, like, it got me in the feels." And Don said, I've never felt so close to you. Like, like the last several months, it's just been really good. So I've really doubled down on this. And in my work, because of what I do speaking and all this kind of stuff, a lot of times people come up to me. And sometimes I get, if it's a big conference and if I did a good job, I'll have dozens of people come up to me. And I just had a book come out. And that also was part of being present because I had to, while well, you guys were walking around in weighted vests at five in the morning, I was getting up at five in the morning and writing for 10 hours. And I would lose track of time when I was writing because it was so present in the moment. So it it I feel I, I would tell you that for me it has been somewhat of a success because it's created a couple of different life habits for me. The awareness has helped me try to heal some of the things that were really messed up about me. And I went to places in my psyche and my psychology and in my past that I have been afraid to, none of afraid, reluctant to talk about or to delve into because I didn't see the benefit in it. Like, why relive abuse? Why relive these horrible things? Like, how is that going to help me? But man, it really did. So I would say that I have learned, you know, I have a friend right now that's going through a journey with cancer. And yesterday actually was his first day of chemo and radiation. And he's going to be doing it for six weeks. And he had major surgery. And I was fortunate enough that I had some time that I was home and able to really like care for him and and be there and change dressings for him and talk to him and and it was really another it was a way that God kind of brought me into being present for my friend that really needs me. So I'm going to continue this. I, I'm doubling down on it. But I feel I feel you know success, failure, whatever you want to call it. But I feel like it's been useful and it's been a bit of an awakening for me.
2: I really respect the vulnerability to even have that conversation. Cause I think that's, that's, um, that's just something people aren't even that willing to talk about these days, you know, like going into, you know, doing therapy, like traditional talk therapy and stuff like Matt and I have talked about, like, we've done different forms of it, but I think traditional talk therapy is one of the most important things you can do. And the analogy that you gave earlier about the boat, like burning and sinking and that type of stuff, like that's, What I heard when I heard you say that is this: you kind of have this like you're constantly engaged in this like fight or flight feeling like you're 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 constantly just putting out fires and dealing with stuff and going from one stressful thing to the next. And, you know, I I identify with that in a different way. I met with a doctor this year and they were like, hey, your labs are kind of off. And so I was like talking through this with the doctor. And she basically said, listen, like your cortisol levels are like through the roof, like you're just constantly in this state of fight or flight. And more than ever in the last three months, and this is part of my shift for the year, I've been doing a lot of meditation, kind of taking a lot of the advice, Rich, that you've given over the years, like in our conversations in this podcast and, you know, really trying to meditate and focus on being more present and being more aware. And i I just, I commend you for your efforts in doing that this year. I, think I like that, awesome. that.
1: I see Rich has his hand over his fist, so I know he wants to say something. So I'm going to step right in the middle of this thing and say, no, you can't put that fist right back over your face sir, and look me here in the eyes. No, <laughs> I, I really loved what you, what you stated. And I, I really love the fact that you talked about mental health and I love, love the fact that you went and got help. You know, we, I always talk about this as advisors. We have a very unique perspective because we get to see the insides of what's happening in people's lives. And I can't tell you, and I'm not a mental health counselor and I, I'm not putting myself out to be what I can't tell you how many times I talk to or see people or know people that either priorities are just completely backwards or they're just they they need that and I think it's something that you, you kind of said TMI like it's something to be shun, shunned away from mental health or, or sinking out a mental health counselor I think it needs to be normalized because yes. so many people I have family I have one family member in particular and uh, it has it's mental health, the mental health, he's off. And there's just no other way to say no. And everyone would agree with me is that there, they just, he needs to seek mental health counseling because there are, there's something, there are wires somewhere. He's not broken. Just wires are just crossed in the wrong way and, and needs to speak to someone about this. And my family, a lot of my extended family just needs to, needed to, and a lot of them are no longer here anymore, needed to talk to some people. And now that I'm I can see what that looks like, and I can look back and and think of grandparents, and and that that generation where it was never taught talk- like that was you went to see someone when you were sick, not because you had these feelings that that were that needed to come out or needed to talk to you. And so, uh, I love the fact you talked about it. I don't think there's anything to be shunned away from or <clears throat> to feel weird about. It's it's a it should be a much more normalized process. We all have things that we're carrying yep. that if we just Keep them bottled up, it just continues to fester and bubble, or it comes out in a very negative way in our lives. Talking through a lot of that stuff is is really critical it's so much so that, as part of one of our company benefits at Canderpath is that we provide mental health counseling for our employees as a benefit and it doesn't come through us we don't hear about it, we don't get a report it's it's we want everyone around us to be the best version of themselves. And sometimes you just need to talk to someone and get some stuff off your chest or get some advice from someone who doesn't have a vested interest in your life. Uh, And so for us, we know how important it is. And, um, and so I love your, your year of being present. I love you putting that fist over your mouth. You know what? That's something I I know. If my wife is listening to this right now, she's going to be like, Matt, this is what you're doing in 2024. Put that fist over your mouth. Do not think about something while I'm talking to you, do not interrupt me. You have the answer to everything or think you do. It is time for you to be a listener and not a speaker at every single occasion. So if I took one thing away from today's podcast, I am now going to be looking you in the eye and I'm putting my fist.
2: But it, it, uh, what um. I like about that is it expresses the value of being an active listener. I mean, like Matt and I have actually, you, you joked about it with Lauren, but you and I have had this conversation this year where I said, I don't need you to solve my problem right now. I just need you to kind of like hear me. Like I need to like think through this and talk out loud about this. I
0: I heard, I I just, I want to share it. I heard a, a, it was a gentleman in my company was doing a presentation Mm -hmm. about the different generations And what they need in the workspace and, and the gifts and the benefits and the strengths. But what, what stuck out from my friend Todd's presentation was that he said in every communication, he was talking about in a professional setting, but it does relate to relationships. People either want to be heard, helped, or hugged. And the hugged is symbolic. It could be literal, you know. Sometimes you're, you know, your kid is stressing out about something and they just need a hug, or your wife or your significant other, or, or, you know, if it's appropriate in the workplace, a hug could be just symbolic, whatever. Helped is to your point, Matt, like, what do I do? Can you give me advice? How do I talk to this client? And heard is the other example that you gave. Like sometimes Lauren's just like, I just want to vent, just listen to me. And gender wise I think sometimes men get a bad rap for always trying to be fix it you know fix it people i I refuse to i refuse to accept that as a negative. I think that comes from a good place, but I think there's also something to be learned from listening and so I, I love the three h's heard helped, or hugged, and sometimes you could even get to the point where you feel comfortable enough with somebody where and I do this with dawn sometimes where she's talking about something, and I'll look at her and I go. In this situation, where do you how do you want me to show up? You want to be heard, helped, or hugged? And she'll say to me, I want to be helped. I don't know how to respond to this email. Okay, I'll do that. Or she'll go, I just want to talk about it and let's just gossip and just go back and forth. Okay. And, you know, she's kind of tougher than me, so it's rare that she needs a hug, but you know, sometimes there is that too. But you know, back to mental health real quick as we wrap up. I I just <sighs> For me, I felt there was a point where I was unraveling and it was a very dark, it was a very difficult place to be. And I just realized I needed to be here for my family. I needed to be here for my friends. I needed to be here for the people that depend upon me. And I'm so grateful that that I found that discipline. And for me, it's I wake up now every morning and the first thing I do, I I read something from the Bible and i pray for the people i pray for you guys i pray for you know i i was heavily in prayer for for john's wife when she was going through a medical situation and and for for his son and and when i say on a text like hey i'm praying for you it's not like oh praying for you i really do because i believe in the power of that and i think that's been a great place for me to just get connected spiritually and that's how i start you know, my day and, and, and helping me to be present. You know, I'm present for me. It's, it's my, you know, Christian beliefs and in my, you know, getting kind of focused on my, that's my meditation. Um, And I think it's just important, whether it's yes, whether it's no, whether it's awareness or presence is, is just the willingness to kind of be honest and real with yourself and to say, what do I need to work on? What, what are the things where I feel like I'm struggling, do I need help from the outside? Do I need to talk to a friend? Sometimes it's not therapy. Sometimes you just need a friend. You know, you just need to pull your friend. So this is just a message to anybody that's listening. If you're going through a tough time, if you're feeling like you're unraveling, if you feel like you're overwhelmed, you know, please don't be afraid. Like Matt said, n- mental health awareness should be normalized. Um, I, I will call out men in particular. I saw a very very sad social media post where um, it was a it started off with a female and she's saying like. When, you know, I'm going through a hard time, you know, I just call one of my friends and, you know, what do you got? What do you guys do? Like, that's what, and then it's one post after another. It made me cry of men who just tagged onto it and said, I've got nobody. I don't talk to anybody. I'm a man. I, and one after the other, different accents, different countries. And I had tears in my eyes. They were from their twenties to their sixties. And for all human beings, male, female, doesn't matter, you know, reach out, talk to somebody, find somebody there's, there's resources. I just want to say, I'm really grateful that we've had this opportunity to have a hundred podcasts and we've watched this podcast blow up and get real big and then kind of slow down when we slowed down because of work commitments and family commitments. But I want to thank on behalf of John and Matt, if it's okay to do so, everybody who's Who's joined? Everybody who's stuck with us, um, whether it's folks from the Candor path world, whether it's folks that have followed me on social media. But our intention for this podcast is to just have conversations, just to to be the the three people that maybe you wish you know, or you would love to hang out with and just chat with, and maybe you're thinking some of the same things that we're thinking. But it's an honor on this journey of life to be able to share, you know, some time with you. So thank you. Any other thoughts that you guys want to say as we celebrate 100?
2: Well, I'd say amen and back at you. I think, uh, so I got the opportunity to be very involved in the post-edit for last episode, which was a mashup of of four episodes that we did over the course of the year. And it had me reflecting on, like, I, I just so enjoy these, these conversations that we have you and too. the vulnerability. Like today, I didn't know this is where today was going to go, but here we are being vulnerable and sharing things. And I think I, it's it's interesting because we're all these different, we talk about this all the time, like we're different ages and we're from different generations. But I heard this this thing online that, you know, it was like a video I watched and this guy was explaining that like from the ages of like 35 to 55 tend to be some of the most unhappiest, like the hardest years in life because you're just dealing with so much stress and trauma and, you know, raising a family and, and there's just so much happening there. And to be able to talk about it with you guys and have these conversations, I'm just so appreciative, so. Back at you, and it's just cool for me to to. I can't believe we're at 100 episodes. I literally yeah. can't believe it. Blows my mind.
1: I I love um, the variability of topics that we have. Um, you know, it can go from mental health to work work balance. I'm not going to say work life balance or balance at all because I I don't want to get into a fight. Is he to be Rich? But and then we go into a financial topics. Um, there's there's a little bit of everything for everybody. If you if financial topics are boring to you and you love hearing about life and and things that we have to add to to maybe. Make your life a better place or help you and point you in the direction, then we have that. And if you do love hearing about financial topics, I'm your guy. Um, Give me a financial topic to discuss and I will go nuts on it. So I I love the very, you know, how we just kind of change up these topics. It's not one thing, but it really speaks to the name of what our podcast is. And it's above board, meaning that we talk with open honesty, fairness. Um, reasonable uh, and and try to be objective as we, as we possibly can. So uh, I'm looking forward to our 200th episode, you know, in the next handful of years, I love doing this with you guys. And uh, here's to a, a great 2024 and uh, you know, let's leave 2023 in the rear view because at least for John's family. I mean, for no, no one else. <laughs> for we else. need to have a we need to clean that slate off and uh, and have a have a real good holiday here and uh, and a, and a good happy New Year.
0: Absol- and absolutely. And speaking of John's family, John Ava has a, a little little cute two little tiny little gifts for to cheer up Huddy and 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 LSO. So, um, so we'll sweet. By later all right well as we wrap it up in our little outro moment thank you all for being part of above board with Canderpath. thank you for sticking with us for a hundred and as matt said you know here's to the next chin as my italian people say to the next 100 god bless you and your families thank you for everything Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And may all of your days be awesome. Thank you for joining us on Above War with Candor Path. Until the next time. Ciao.